Hey, this your boy DJ CJ The Stigman checking in, wanting to welcome you and thank you for listening to this podcast, which was designed for you, all our under construction listeners. And without further ado, here's our host, Royal Boyles. Welcome back to another episode of Under Construction, the podcast where we aim to help you elevate while we also elevate. Ta-da! That sounded like a commercial. <laughs> anyway, guys, I'm sitting here trying to prep, make the starter stop working. Whatever. I don't even care no more. She's just going to let us know when the 20 minutes come to end the segment. But as you see, we have a special guest today, or as some of y'all might be able to see, we have a special guest today um, in front of the camera. Normally, he's behind the camera helping with the footage. Um, but today we have him in front of the camera because he's going to lead today's episode. I can't wait. But before we get started with that, how was you guys' week? Darian? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was interesting, but good. Mm-hmm. I won't complain. A scale of one to ten, what we got? A six. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the starter like really not starting. Jay, how was your week? Oh, my week was great, man. If you if you don't think your week is great, then I mean, take a look at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on a scale of one to ten. Ten, always. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, I should have answered my question before his because mine definitely wasn't a ten. Um, I think overall, oh no, I have to give mine a six. I I have to give it a six. Why is that? Because I let my emotions get the best of me this week, for sure. And that's something that I have to work on, but I definitely let my emotions get the best of me this week. When you say you let your emotions get the best of you, what do you mean by that specifically? Um, so when I was dealing with certain things or people, uh-huh. if it didn't go my way, worked in my favor, or if it just wasn't the expectation that I expected, then... I shut down or I emotionally evaluate the situation and beat myself up about it. And so with that came, I think, a certain sense of depression and anxiety this week. Okay. Was, were, there, were there things that you could technically control? And I'm going somewhere, but were there things that you can like technically control in those situations? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I think my reactions could have been controlled. I don't think I could have controlled the person's response, the person or the situation's response to it, if that makes sense. So was it that your actions or was it their response that made the week not 100? Um, I'm going to say it was my actions okay. because I could have prevented the situation in some standpoints mm-hmm. and I could have prevented how I reacted to it in other standpoints. Okay. So if I didn't put myself in that situation in the beginning, then I wouldn't have had an emotional week. Okay, and your week probably would have been a 10. For sure. Okay. I'm just proving a point. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darian, does that help you with your week too? Mm-mm. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, to a standpoint, I understand what he's saying because I always say the same thing. Like, I'm always going to have a good day because I'm alive. Right. I'm grateful for that. You know what I'm saying? If things come, they come. We just have to deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe. But the things that happened that were, like, my phone got stolen. I can't control that. Right. You know, so therefore, I couldn't work for, like, four days. Mm-hmm. I couldn't control that. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of what threw off the balance of my week. Gotcha. But other than that, every day was pretty much a good day. Okay. But that's why I put it at a six because I'm like, my phone stuff and it didn't work. But I just, I just try to look at the positive side of it, even through that. So, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> I love it because I'm the same way. So, ask me, ask me. Okay. So, was there any other situations other? I'm holding this in my hand. But is there any other situations other than like your phone being stolen and the reason that was a six? If I had to stop it, stop the lane. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, other than that, I would just say probably finishing a project that I wanted to finish in last year. Okay. I didn't have the time to really finish it because I was trying to overcompensate for work when I was able to start back working in. Okay. So 
that kind of let I let myself down a little bit with that because I really want to get this project out. But mm-hmm. yeah. what's been essentially holding you up from getting the project done? Myself, I was going to say time, but time myself, but we make time for everything. Right. And I mm-hmm. think it was just overthinking, trying to make sure that it aligns with God's will for it. Okay. So instead of rushing it, I've just been like letting him speak through me so that I can make sure I put out the right thing to the people. Okay. And yeah. the reason I ask this is going to yeah. kind of go into like what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no problem. Sooner, which is, I think the topic of the discussion is like fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the narrative that I want to take it through is, you know, first off understanding what fear is, um, taking accountability because my personal belief is that, you know, fear is real, but it's also a construct that you create for yourself. So is kind of giving people a framework that they can use and implement if you want to, if not, you know, is your life mm-hmm. understand your responsibility for the the future of it and the repercussions that happen so assess the situations but it's going to kind of give people an outlook on you know first off understanding what fear is a framework for how to navigate it and then thirdly the the one thing i want people to take out of this is you know fear has a negative connotation towards it but use it as fuel like it can be used as fuel to get you to your destination a whole lot quicker than just the desire to get there. Mm-hmm. And I got, you know, I'm a scientific person, so I got like data and stuff that shows it and then the logic of why it works. So, yeah, so we're going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I, I'm very curious on, I want to know you guys's definition of what you believe fear is oh i don't think i've ever had a definition outside of whatever is in webster mm-hmm. um i think i've had an idea of what fear is what is that idea um and i and my idea of what fear is is just being hesitant or afraid to pursue something new. Okay, I don't have a notebook. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my that's my idea of, of fear. I think it's just being hesitant or afraid to pursue something new. Because if we take a a, a quick flashback to our last episode, well, one of our last episodes where we were talking about dreaming, and we kind of came to an idea of what my dream was about and mm-hmm. it was pretty much me needing to you know talk to my dad about what my future goals were my vision and this that and the other and I said in the episode that that was my first time ever experiencing fear in a dream and even that it felt so real after my dream I think it just goes back to what my idea was just being hesitant and afraid to pursue what is potentially new for me mm-hmm. so i don't necessarily have a definition but that's definitely the idea that i think fear is that's your definition mm-hmm. okay and mm-hmm. i never really thought of a definition either but just when your brother posed the question and when i analyze okay what really is fear i feel like fear consists of several assumptions on how things could play out mm-hmm um that manifests into fear because you can't pinpoint which way it's going to go so that goes back to one of our past episodes as well is control like you can't you don't have you don't know the direction of where it's going to go so you come up with all these thought processes and then you manifest fear and fear ultimately is a form of an obstacle in my opinion but more so an obstacle for yourself that's good. That you placed in front That's of good. you. You know what? I think that might be part of why my week was a seat. So <laughs> here we go. Okay, <laughs> Guys, awesome. we're only in the first segment. We still got two more of these. <laughs> I might be the one crying today. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go. And, and I, I guess the reason that I asked you what your definition was, because I could get, absolutely give you like a standard definition of what fear is, but 
what I've learned in, and I'm a salesman, I'm a proud professional salesman <laughs> because sales is transforming people, um, which you're, you're attacking their own fears. You're helping them talk themselves through their own fears. So to understand what fear is, I can't tell a person my definition of fear because it may not be the definition for you. Mm -hmm. So I first have to basically kill myself off to my own opinions and get to know more about the person. Mm -hmm. So in your guys' case, Becky, yours was hesitant or afraid to pursue something new, which absolutely is, is definitely a side effect of, of fear. Um, and then Darian? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> I knew it, but I'm horrible with names. But Darian, yours was the several assumptions of how things can play out. And you narrowed it down to being an obstacle. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in, in my opinion, mm -hmm. Uh, fear is, you know, the one thing that holds people back from reaching any goal that they have. So whether that is, you know, having a child or having a child and you wanting to travel the world or maybe, you know, wanting to be a doctor, but not having a degree or anything like that. All those can be fear, which kind of ties into your point, obstacles. Mm -hmm. So when you look at fear from that standpoint, you have to then go back to where and how is it created? Um, and when you understand how it's created, I mean, where would you guys think the fear that you have right now in life, like, where does it come from? Like, I think it, it ties into what Darian said. I think in life, I haven't had the control. What do you mean um, by that? Or I'm so, let me reword that. I'm used to having certain controls. So when I don't have the control, for instance, starting something new, I don't have, I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't know, honestly, which route I'm supposed to take. All I can do is try, but if I'm so used to having control in certain situations, especially when it comes to me starting new things, doing new things, then it instantly, I just be like, I, uh, I'm going to drag my feet on this one. Okay. So... Would you say that you are more of a controlling person? Now that I'm starting to realize you. Yeah. Okay. So having having your hands off of the outcome is very... It's scary. Okay. It is, it is, it's scary. I'll let go some, but it ain't going to be like 50-50 or 10-90. If I'm letting go, it's probably like 85-15... No more than 75, 25. Okay. Do you feel that that is, you know, beneficial to where you want to get to in life? Uh, of course not. But it's something that I definitely have to work through. Okay. It's, it's definitely something. And it's something that I want to work through because I don't, I mean, I like the responsibility of having the control, but it can get stressful at times and overwhelming. And so that means if a project shuts down, it's probably going to be primarily because I shut it down because I had majority of the control. Okay. Okay. And for you, Darian? I can't pinpoint a root to the fear, but I can say any fears that I have is surrounding the fear of failure. Okay. Whether that be not succeeding or excelling in the way that I want to in my career, whether that's not being the best mom, whatever that is, not being the best future wife, not being the best businesswoman, whatever it is, my fears are surrounded by what if I fail? But most times when, I, when I'm speaking to other people, but what if you succeed is the standpoint you should have. It's just a shift in perspective most times in life that will get you over from, like he said, from living in your fear to using your fear as a fuel to motivate you to get where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And how long have you guys like have had these fears like been with you? These fears have been with you. How long would you say? Childhood. Like, yeah, I was going to say childhood. Okay. I can definitely pinpoint at 14. When you say you can pinpoint what if you want to uh, of course. Um, take me through that. I would pinpoint it back to the moment I was uh, about to commit suicide. Mm. Um, I was 14 years old. 
sitting on the floor, um, getting ready to, you know, slit my wrist. Clearly just found out recently that I wouldn't have died. I just would have bled because I was going to slit it the wrong way. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, but uh, I was contemplating suicide and I talked myself out of that situation. Of course, I give um kudos to my parents for being you know spiritual people because i do feel like god had his hands on me um clearly because i didn't know what i was doing but um i feel like i talked myself out of that situation so i was in control of not necessarily my life but my actions at that time mm -hmm. so now i have this sense of control because i was able to do it then i'm able to do it now and so that would be where i pinpoint mine 14 years old 14 years old. Yep, and I'm 30. So that's... Over 15 years. 16. Yep, 16 years. Okay. And for you, Darian? I don't have a specific age, but as long as... As far back as I can remember, so I would probably say pre-teens. That's always been my thing. I've always been a step ahead. I've always been the one to look into the future. Okay. I mean, I focus on the present. I can be content in the moment. But I'm always looking like, okay, this is where I need to be. This is my purpose. This is my goal. So I'm always like years ahead in my mind. In your mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On where I need to be and how I need to get there. I can definitely relate to that one. <laughs> and the reason I asked about the time, because it's like, whoa, why, why are you talking about the time of fear? Is because I believe that, you know, the only, the only, you know, medicine for fear is being aware of how it's happened. Like, what, 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 how is it created? And what does it take to kind of get over it? So now that I have you kind of going back to where your fear was. Clearly. Uh, I Therapy session. <laughs> so I want to tell you, like, how fear is created. So there's a part in the brain called the basal ganglia. And back when we were, like, cavemen and stuff, you know, thousands, millions of years ago, um, its whole process was to protect us from danger. So it's, it's very strategically placed because it's placed like right at the base of the brain and right on the top of, you know, the spinal cord. Perfect place because the spinal cord is where all your abilities to do stuff. Like right. I have to be able to do things in order to my brain, to, my brain tells my spinal cord, it tells my nerves to move and stuff. So it's perfectly placed. And its whole purpose is to keep you protected from that which you know is dangerous. Like back then they had like saber tooth tigers, like woolly mammoths. So it was like, don't go outside of the cave. Like it's danger out there staying here. And it would just protect us back then, which I'm not going to go into the <laughs> that aspect of it. But nowadays we're in a first world country we don't i don't have to worry about a tiger popping out of anywhere i don't have to worry about you know a vulture swooping down and taking me out so what it does is is those things which we know we should do and we've told ourselves to do it presents itself right before then because to get any success or level you want in life you have to go through some sort of struggle and nowadays, without having, you know, to fight off a bear or something, it, it's, it's distracting you from kind of getting to the other side of that thing you want. So that uncertainty. So, Becky, when you said that um, your fear was hesitant of being afraid of pursuing something new, of course, that, that's basically what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. it, it presents itself from you reaching the other side of where you want it to be. So... How do you, how do you, how do you go by, you know, handling that fear? And Ooh. that is a great point <laughs> to leave you guys on. We will be right back after this commercial break. Looking for someone to take your event to the next level? DJ CJ the Stickman provides DJ, sound, lighting, and has connections to help plan your event from start to finish. Don't let your guests say that your party was boring and lame. Have them talking about your party all year. Book CJ the Stickman. 205-490-8574. To book the best DJ in the city. Call 205-490-8574. DJ CJ the Stickman. And we are back with more Under Construction, the podcast. 
Got that one right there. Um, <laughs> I think before we left off, my um, Jay, my brother, I don't even know if I gave a formal introduction, but uh, <laughs> I believe that he presented me with a question of how do I handle my fear? Um, and... I think I I try to distract myself. No, it's nothing. I definitely I try to distract myself, and I find myself in situations that I should have continued to avoid, but I was looking for a moment of escape. So, um, as an example, let's say I'm working on a project or this, that, and the other, and I kind of just don't feel like it'll work. Uh, I'll reach out to an old friend or an old ex and just, you know, try to get my mind off of it. Try to get like a moment of temporary comfort uh, in hopes that it'll reassure me. But in actuality, it doesn't. So that that's unfortunately how I handle my fear. Okay. How's that been working for you? Yeah, clearly not not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not good at all. But I think that's something that I've come to realize over, honestly, the past week. Um, well, I saw the actions and the motions, but I wasn't able to identify the places that it go in, I think, until this conversation. So that's why it's taken me a minute to kind of put it into words, because now I see why I do what I do. Okay. There. How do you handle your fear, dearie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you handle your fear? Um, I do feel like I use it as a fuel. Okay, in what way? Hmm? In what way? I just go extra hard. Like, I go in overdrive to make sure, like, okay, well, I don't fail. I'm going to make sure I work hard in whatever area of my life mm-hmm. need be that. That's what I do. So, I use that as, like, okay, well, I can't be a failure, so I'm going to go extra hard. I need to do this, this, this to get to what I want to do. Or I need to do this, 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 this to be the greatest mom I could be. So, I feel like I just use that energy and turn it into... Okay. Overproductiveness. Okay. <laughs> okay. I wish I had some of that. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. And that's a great point. So, because Darian and yours, and I was going to bring this up a little bit later, mm-hmm. yours is based off your definition, and your definition was several assumptions of, assumptions of how things can play out, obstacles. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of anxiety. So... In your case, your fear is <laughs> is wrapped up in anxiety. Yes. And for you to have fear and you use it as fuel, which is a great quality, it could be that that fuel is fueling your anxiety. Yep. Dang. When my next therapy session? <laughs> you sure you it's true? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's very mm-hmm. true. I, I definitely see the evidence of that all over my life. It does form an anxiety, and that's why so often I do have to take those moments like to myself to just woosah because. Like, you know, different people require different things of you. So mm-hmm. when you add those needs or wants on top of what you're already trying to produce in all these areas, it is anxiety provoking. So you're definitely correct in that. Okay. So yeah. where is it that Becky, in your case, your fear is keeping you from getting to AKA your goal. Mm-hmm. And then Darian, in your case, where is it that you're trying to get you that your anxiety is fueling you to get there, but in actuality it's kind of holding you back. Whoever want to go Not first. Not deep breath. <laughs> I can't even help you because I'm on the surgery table next to you. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. Um, I'm trying to get to the vision that I feel that I was given that my life would be or where I would be. But I know faith without works is dead. So I have to make sure I do my part to get to those places that I see. Where is that place? I 
I'm trying to think of a way without going all the way in detail. Um, Just a destination. Like for me, mine's 1 million revenue. And see, mine is not based off of that. Well, yeah, I do want financial freedom if mm -hmm. we're talking about the money aspect of it. But the vision that I have is so much bigger. Like I see myself, we have talked about the public speaking part. Like mm -hmm. I see myself impacting many lives. So I've been trying to work on myself work on make sure that I'm putting out what I need to put out to attract those people. And even if it's people that I'm not attracting, making sure that I'm putting myself in position for those doors to open for those people that I see that I'm supposed to impact their life and make a difference in a positive way. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you want to be more of a public like face, like a pub, like speak public speaking, like a face for a cause. Yes, a face for a cause, because in, in my vision, I see myself operating in many different aspects, not mm -hmm. even just in public speaking, but I know that it's a multitude of people in front of me that, okay. that's waiting for me. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm preparing myself to get there so that I can be as beneficial as possible for them. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. And Becky? <laughs> What's the question again? Cause in, no, in the midst of you saying something, I think I had got like a certain revelation revelation for mm -hmm. my life. And so it took me, although I was looking at you and listening, it took me on a whole different path. Mm -hmm. So what, what was the question? What is the goal that your fear is keeping you from? Oh, uh, I think my life's goal. Which is? I think my life's goal, and that's me... Um, helping the the female community um i i definitely think that that's what my fear is is keeping me from but it, it's not even more so fear i think fear is a soldier for what's taking place because like like i said in my example when for instance when i do feel the fear um I resort back to old habits mm -hmm. and the old habits is what pretty much takes over everything. And I'm unable to reach my goal because now I'm stuck in quote unquote, this sunken place. Right. So fear is only, I guess for me, just a little soldier. It's not necessarily the overall picture. If I can get past what I do when fear takes place, then I think I'll be able to use fear as a fuel. Okay. What do you, what do you believe is like that thing so when fear pops up what's that thing what's the situation that you become in to where it it like presents itself in both of you guys case what do you mean like you said when you do x like you just revert back to to you know what you're, you're normally used to right so something must happen for you to then revert back something shows up to for you to bounce off in kind of go back to what you were doing. So in both of you guys' case, what is that thing that... Well, for me, any evidence of failure. So let's just say... Okay, we'll use the example for the phone, not working for four days. Mm -hmm. Oh, the bill's coming up. The bill's not mm -hmm. going to stop. The due date not going to change. I got to make this money. So that drives me to more. It's like, okay, well, what happens the next time or if something comes up with your phone that you need to work? Okay, you need to come up with another plan in the midst of you working on your business and stuff, you gotta do something else. You gotta do something better because you can't be in this position. You gotta figure it out. So then all those thoughts, like you said, turn into anxiety, turn into the fears because it's like, no, this is not gonna be the reality. So now I have to find out what I need to do to create the reality that I want and that I see for myself and my daughter. So. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's mine, it's the, it's the lack of control. Um, when I'm working on a project and I feel like I'm no longer in control, I resort back to my old ways to try to get a sense of control. Okay. And if I get a sense of control, then I mean, I'm good. If I don't get that sense of control, now I'm stuck in that place so concentrated on the control that fear is no longer the object. It's just more so if I need control in order for me to get back to where I need to go. Okay. Okay. That's great, because, like, 
Like, cause this, this is the point in the conversation, which I talk to people every single day when like, I then tell you the exact thing you need to do in order to kind of get eliminate that fear. But what's going to happen is, is that that thing I was telling you in the back of your We're gonna head fight you on it. is about to fight you all, all on it. <laughs> and the, the worst part about it is, is that we're all told to, you know, trust yourself, listen to yourself. But that voice in the back of your head is you. It sounds just like you. And its whole purpose is if you're supposed to do something that gets you to your goal, but fear shows up, it tells you, no, you're okay. Stay in your comfort zone. It's okay. Like go back to what you're doing. That hasn't failed you, has it? No, right. Because it's very logical in a sense. So it keeps you from going there. But if it's something you're not supposed to do, what it's going to do is tell you, hey, go do that. Yeah, it'll it'll help you get there. Absolutely. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And this whole purpose is to keep you in that middle ground, the middle space, because it is the opposite of who you are. It's the opposite of what you want to be. So whether you want to be, in your case, Becky, um, a voice for women, if you have opportunity to be that voice for women, but you are in a position to where you are able to have control, you have to go through that. You have to be okay with not having control, but I'm fulfilling that goal that which I want to do. In your case, Darian, when your phone went missing and you started, all those voices started to come, like, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do that. It would be to sit there and be like, good. I can't do those things. I can't control my phone being lost, which my frame of mind is always taking responsibility for what you do. But in that case, you really couldn't control your phone being lost. But it's stolen. Being stolen. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> so it's just sitting in that, sitting yeah. in it and doing the thing you know you should do, but your voice is telling you don't do. Yeah. To boil it down into one sentence is to fight yourself. Mm-hmm. It's to go against the logic of yourself that's telling you don't do this because of this logical reason. Mm-hmm. So in you guys' case, I will, I will very much so suggest that the next time, and it's going to come up, my, it may not be my voice, it may be your voice, but oh, I hope it's my voice in the back <laughs> of your head. But, or in reality, because mm-hmm. I'm going to see you. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> So is when that situation comes up, and you feel the feeling of retreating, walk straight through it. Because although there's fear of uncertainty on the other side, although there's fear of, you know, in your case, not having control, Becky, and there in your case of that anxiety, it would be to, if you can develop the habit of walking straight through fear, you will get to your goal a whole lot quicker than you've been getting to it since, and y'all say y'all been trying to get there since childhood. So think about all that time you've wasted by not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of time, 16 years, Jesus Christ. So how does fear affect you? <laughs> Boom. Oh, oh yeah. So <laughs> how many more minutes we got? I had to take the rest of the half for him. <laughs> no, I'm curious. Uh-huh. I just want to know. So. I've always been a person who I've liked to test my bounds. So when I, I went to school when I was um, 18, when I, when I graduated high school and stuff, went to, went to um, college. It wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to, you know, drive across the whole United States to California. Everybody around me was like, oh, be, be careful, be stuff like that. But I think I'm a little psychopathic. To, to where and I don't mean like I'm gonna come murder you in your house or anything like that <laughs> set it straight but I, they be trying to get there I but, think I'm gonna let you finish your thought but I think the first word that came to my mind is that you're a risk taker yeah absolutely <laughs> for sure absolutely because when me I'm an entrepreneur and I I help other entrepreneurs get to where they want to get to but the reality is in five years, no business lasts for longer than five years because of you know other factors. But I believe one of the, the biggest factor is people don't take enough risk. They're afraid to take risk. And the only way to understand if something succeeds or fails is to do it. So 
all that time that you are waiting to see it work for someone else, what if you and him would have started at the same time? When you both would have got to that goal, maybe or maybe not, it would have worked for both of you. So why not just save your time and just doing it to see if it succeeds or fails, as opposed to waiting for it to succeed for him, then you start. Now you, at a minimum, have to take that the same amount of time he's taking. So I just look at fear more logical based to where the one thing I can't get back is time. So why, why not just do whatever I need to do to whether it succeeds or fails, at least I'll either succeed at it or I'll learn what not to do. Mm -hmm. So just reframing fear as to reframing your fear to where you can't fail in either situation and just living by that model. Mm -hmm. That's, I hope I answer your question in that. that yeah, it does. Me. And a key component that you also mentioned is other people projecting their fears onto you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would allow those voices to override their initial feeling to just do it. You know what I'm saying? So if you would have listened or let those projections on you be like, oh, well, what if I shouldn't go to California? Oh, what if that is too much of a visit risk? What if this, what if that? So a lot of those things is what hold us back. Because not only are you listening to the, your own voice in the back of your head, as Jay mentioned, but you're listening to all the other voices that you're allowing to consume you and stopping you from your ultimate goal. So that was a great point as well when we talk about fear. Yeah. Think about it as like a container, right? Let's say I have a plate at the top that perfectly fits that container. And if I want, if my goal is to get that container out of the top, but I have everyone telling me, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. And once I'm able to get that plate to the bottom of it, all that pressure is built up. And once you make the decision to do it, think about how much like you just like propel yourself up and out of there. So I believe like the people. Oh, my God. I believe that like you need that in order to get you there faster. You need people you need haters in your life. If no one hates you, go find some haters. <laughs> like, you need someone who absolutely hates you. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I almost said something I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, that's, like, fear is a mechanism, how I said, to fuel you. But you have to understand that when you face that thing, let it build up. Let it just sit in that fear. Sit in being able to not have control. Like, just don't say nothing. Let let people take so much control of you. Because once you kind of break through that, mm -hmm. like, the the trajectory of where you're going to go is amazing. Like, it, it's, it's very... Like, I'm, I'm what? I'm 25, 26? Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus, you don't know? <laughs> I'll be the same way. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I've just taken so much risk in my life. I've gone through so much of my fear to where it is, although I'm, I don't want to say this because it doesn't align to my, my frame of thinking, but I will say it and then I'll correct it. Mm -hmm. But although I'm not where I want to be in life, I just take my story and I take kind of my frame of thinking in saying, hey, the goal is over there. Awesome. It'll be amazing if I hit that. But how do I get there? How do I go through the fear of wanting to get there? I just let me just get one percent better each day mm -hmm. and 365 days in a year. That's 300 percent. Right. Mm -hmm. So the only way to get one percent better each day is going through fear every single day. So putting yourself in a position to where fear is always there. Yeah, like two things. So one being that you said we all need haters. I never really thought about it like that. But when I think about how just even on social media or even when you hear people talk, a lot of people do need that because their focus is on they. Who is they? Oh, well, you know, they don't like this. Oh, yeah, they don't think you can make it. Oh, they. So I guess they do need those voices of the other people to fuel them to succeed like okay well they don't think i can make it so i gotta prove a point you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that comes in that fear and then something that rebecca was saying that tied into what you just said as well like just being that one percent even though you might not be exactly where you want to be doesn't mean you want to get there when you were talking about the control like once you wanted to start a project but it didn't kind of flow how you wanted to i guess just embracing like okay 
the things don't happen overnight because the journey and the process, which I feel like we talked about on past episodes, is necessary to get to that place you want to be to. That's true. That's true. Well, guys, on that note, we'll be back with more Under Construction, the podcast. Looking for someone to take your event to the next level? DJ CJ the Stickman provides DJ, sound, lighting, and has connections to help plan your event from start to finish. Don't let your guests say that your party was boring and lame. Have them talking about your party all year. Book CJ the Stickman. 205-490-8574. To book the best DJ in the city. Call 205-490-8574. DJ CJ the Stickman. And we're. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's a camera, roll. <laughs> and then he looking like me. <laughs> Guys, we she waited good inside. Hit the record button to touch the microphone. Anything right? <laughs> we this show is definitely called under construction for a reason. The special guest that we have is currently trying to fix the camera because he's playing two different parts. What? what? I say what? CJ ain't even tell us that we was back on. <laughs> Not because she went and touched the mic. And when she touched the mic, I'm like, what in the world is she? Wait a minute. Really? I, I, <laughs> this is us live and in cut, in person. But I wanted to touch on the hater conversation. And I feel like that's going to take up the last of this subject because in the generation we live in, we love our haters, even the imaginary haters that I feel like some people have, but that's none of my business. <laughs> um, I wanted to touch on a moment of when Jay, you were talking about suppressing like people, you know, telling you that you can't do this, you can't do that. Da, 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 da. Is that also another form of rejection? Because like some people really don't know they have haters, and in reality, of course we do, but some haters aren't as vocal. But most people really deal with rejection. So is that also a form of, I guess, being submerged into the water to where eventually you can pop out? Yeah, I, w- I would 100% agree that yes. Like, you you need to have something that is restricting you from getting there. Now, whether it is, and that something needs to be strong enough to where it's pulling you as hard as it possibly can. Cause think of like a slingshot. If I pull a slingshot a little bit hard, that 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 pebble is only going to go so far. So you need something that's really emotionally connected to pull you back into your comfort zone, so you can slingshot back out of there. That goes back to my definition of fear: the obstacle. It has to be an obstacle in place that you feel like you have to jump over the hurdle to get to where mm-hmm. you want to go. Like. Like for some people, that biggest obstacle, especially for people who want to be entrepreneurs, which it's going to be a side note, but if you want something, it's not as strong as wielding it. Like I will become a millionaire. Mm-hmm. It's a lot stronger than I want to become mm-hmm. a millionaire. But going to the back to the point I, I, the point I was trying to make is that in their case, a lot of it is, hey, I can show you how to make a six figure business but you gotta pay me 10 grand when you don't have 10 grand right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I have the proven track record. So, or even more so, even stronger than that is if you do have 10 grand and that's all the money you have to invest. Like that is, you've worked, you've worked hard for that. Mm-hmm. So you wanna make a six figures, you wanna make a hundred thousand, but I have 10 grand right here in my hand right now. So the fear of giving this up in hopes of me getting there, it has to be that strong, that gut-riching. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that one on several occasions, baby, because I ain't give you nothing mm-hmm. until you can guarantee me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that. Uh, Holding you back. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely holds me back. But I know the reason why I asked about the rejection thing, because I think that has always been one of my main fears. Uh, and I think that's why I resort back to my old ways because I, I'm not rejected in my old ways. I might be rejected here. And so, yeah, that's why I want to ask. Because I don't really know if I have haters like that. I mean, I probably have people that, you know, are slyway hating. But as far as like how people really have them to where it's just like they can verbally hear it and see it. Right. Um, that hasn't been my fuel. Let me ask you this then. And this is a question for both you and Darian. 
How many times have you failed in life? Man, I ain't gonna lie, not many. Okay. I I um I, I think I've always been protected and sheltered to a certain way of if I did fail, it was a quick recovery to where it didn't. I didn't have to second guess it. Like for instance, when I had my first book signing, I put so much money out, and although I didn't make my money back, my parents were there to help me recover. Mm-hmm. So although that could have been a failure, I could have worked my way through. It didn't feel like one because I instantly had coverage. Okay, okay. And for you, Darian, <laughs> stop it, Rebecca. You just be staring it out of this whole segment, like this whole episode. You just be like, like you really thinking? I am thinking because that goes back to perspective. Like, have I, have I failed? Or is it just the idea of what my idea of failure is? Mm. Yeah, to you. Like, to you personally. How many times have you failed in life? I don't know. (laughs) That's my honest (laughs) answer. I really don't know because I feel like what what I would identify as a failure, whether that was losing a job that I thought was the greatest job at that moment it always propelled me into my next season which was better so Mm -hmm. therefore that's not a failure to me that's just how it feels in the moment because now I have to figure out once again how to sustain or how to get to the point where I want to be even when it comes to a relationship you might feel like you failed in a relationship but that propels you into the next season of where you need to be. Maybe that relationship just wasn't meant to be. So we can apply that to every area in life. So I ne- I wouldn't really say I failed. I, I, Yeah, in this point, I don't feel like I'm a failure. I'm just trying to prevent myself not to ever be in the point of failure, if that makes sense. Okay, so do you set targets for yourself? I do. Okay, so have you reached that target? Do you, okay, before I ask that question, those targets that you set, do you set a time frame on those targets? Depending on what it is. Yes, I do have like, okay, well, I want to reach this by then. Yes, I do do that. But I can truly say everything I put my mind to, I do it. And everything that I put my mind to and say that I did, I have accomplished it. So you've never not hit one of those targets. Okay, well, we mentioned the million, right? I did. I did say last year I want to be. But that goes back to what you were saying. I will be a millionaire by the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that didn't happen. But that okay. doesn't mean I'm not going to ever be a millionaire. I'm not going to reach it. I just got to do the steps that I need to do to get there. Yeah. So I don't even equate that to failing. I'm just like, it's just not a right now thing. Okay. And and the reason I asked for failure is because when you're wanting to be in your case there when mm-hmm. you're wanting to be an entrepreneur or want to be a business owner like the building blocks of success is failure mm-hmm. so you have to realize the reality of it me not hitting this target is failure mm. great perfect awesome good now what did i do in hitting this target that i need to learn from yeah because that's the only like no one ever does anything the first time and they actually absolutely succeed if you do guess what failure right right around the corner Mm -hmm. it's called beginner's luck Mm -hmm. so and i guess with my dreams like y'all heard several episodes now i act right mm -hmm. so a lot of people from the outside like, oh, you had this audition, you had this audition, so why is it that you don't book this or book that? But in that world, you can audition for years and never book a job, right? Exactly. So, of course, I've auditioned for things that I didn't get. Mm-hmm. So, other people might label that as a failure. Maybe it was different roles that I actually wanted, but I also booked a lot, too. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yes, that that just put an epiphany or a revelation in my mind when you worded it that way like you don't just get to where you want to be the first time so yes i didn't book the first role i had auditioned for but i eventually did book a job so like you said those are moments of failure quote unquote mm-hmm. that's the only yeah way that's the that's the that's yeah. the only way you're going to learn mm-hmm. the only way you're going to learn is through failure but people are so afraid of failing that they don't just take the risk of actually failing and learning mm-hmm. something so 
I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. having this. This is my therapy session with Jay. Therapy mm-hmm. with Jay on under construction the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to do one of those episodes next season for real. I think every season we're gonna have you come in. <laughs> but no, I just had another revelation because I don't want to seem like I'm saying, oh, I never fail. No, that's not what I'm saying. I just, I'm just saying like. I try to shift my perspective on it so that I won't go into that overthinking process. But when I started talking about acting, I had an agent when I did a showcase. I lost that first agent because I didn't have the the right knowledge of how you're supposed to set up for a self-tape. Mm-hmm. But now I, I got that down pat. You know what I'm saying? So that, in my eyes, was a failure. I'm like, dog, I got this agent. I was excited about this agent. But I wasn't. I didn't know how to do the self-taping audition because at that point or that year they stopped or did away with more so in-person auditions i was like well i could nail the in-person auditions but trying to figure out the technicalities of the self-taping thing i don't have that down pat so that was a sense of failure as well so i'm just having revelations as you expound yeah because i don't i don't <laughs> she's doing a good job because <laughs> <laughs> that that's my whole thing i don't want people to paint themselves in delusion yes. by being overly positive yes because that will also keep you from going through failure like if i tell you if i haven't talked if i've talked to thousands of people who've been successful and i see you're doing something that is not getting you to where you want to be and i verbally tell you hey i've worked with these all these people you're going to fail that you're going to do this no i'm not going to fail yeah you are (laughs) like you're not taking the steps that are even the sum of what they've taken Mm -hmm. like and what happens is we paint ourselves in delusion Mm -hmm. to where that's still that wall of uh, of fear Mm -hmm. it puts us back in our comfort zone that no i'm doing everything i need to do but in actuality you're not doing things that get you to where you need to succeed you're not Mm -hmm. taking the hey maybe i need to go invest in an acting coach maybe Mm -hmm. i need to go out and act in front of people some more like it, it, it just puts us back in, in, into that comfort zone. So it, it, fear comes in a different, a plethora of ways. But once you are aware of what it is and how how it paints itself in different kind of like masks, mm-hmm. um, you, you will then be more receptive to, okay, like this is what this is. So maybe I should go do this. So the project that I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. in the conversation that I said... I'm bringing over to this year that I haven't been able to complete. To me, in my mind, I kind of labeled that as a failure because I didn't get it done when I said that I was going to get it done or I desired to get it done. But do you view that something as a failure? I I believe yes. Okay. But you also have to then flush it. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't hit this goal. Perfect. Ask yourself, take 15, 30 minutes, ask yourself, why didn't I hit this goal? What have I done? Take mm-hmm. take responsibility for it. Right. What did I do not do for me to hit this goal? Okay, awesome. Flush that failure down the drain. Mm-hmm. Now, let's focus on how can I make these things that I've taken from that, how can I perfect them? How can I tweak them in order to get me there? And then let's try again right then and there. Mm-hmm. See, that sound, that sound about like me when I failed that last run with the police. Um, hey, I was tired. Wait, 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 CJ. I need you to fix that because it makes it sound Ooh. like when you f- like were running from them and you got <laughs> caught, so that well, was no. a failure. Well, let me let me fix that. All right, <laughs> basically, what happened? I was training. I was going through the process trying to become a police officer, and I went to. Actually, I took the test. I passed the written test. Um, I did the first part of the physical. You know, they have you go through the obstacle course. No problem. I knocked that out in 65 seconds flat. Uh, push-ups and sit-ups, no problem. But they have this thing, you have to run a mile and a half. And I failed that four times. So how did you bounce back from, like, what did you do in order to bounce back from that? Well, I said, all right, well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do some more running and I'm going to come back and try again. <laughs> of course. Because that's the only way to succeed. Exactly. To fail. Mm-hmm. I, the guy who invented this light bulb that we're using right now failed 999 times until he got that one time that it actually worked. Because that's all you need. You need that one time. You only got to make a million dollars one time. And now you got a secret recipe that works for you that you can make over and over and over and over and over again. The hardest part is the journey of getting there. Mm-hmm. 
that's when all those failures, that's when all that fear shows up. So if you can develop a mindset to where, um, this dude, I watched his name, Jocko. He's like a, a Navy SEAL guy. He says, when well, anytime something comes up, like, oh, I just lost my job. Good. Like, oh, I didn't, I, I don't got money to pay for rent. Good. Like, oh, like yada, yada, yada happened. Good. Like, as long as you can say good, you still have breath in your lungs to solve that problem. And I think that's the standpoint that I was trying to come from. Like, even though you might see something in that moment as a failure or a disadvantage to mm -hmm. you, shift your perspective on it because it may just be working in your favor. Exactly. So I think that's where I was trying to come from. Mm -hmm. I think another way of looking at fear of failure is how you mentioned the light bulb that we're using right now. He failed 999 times. I think that's another fear for people. Like, okay, I can fail once. I can fail twice. But to wrap my head around failing thousands of times before I become successful, I think is another fear for people. Because we live in a hot pot, we live in a microwave society. Mm -hmm. So I think, and even if it's not the fear of failing that many times, it's the outside world seeing you constantly start over. Dang, what do they think about me? What do, how, how the persona that I built up to have, I think that's another dynamic of fear for some people. Okay. You know why that person has to fail that many times? Why? Because they have to be broken. Mm -hmm. Like you have to break the will of a man or a woman <laughs> in order for it to click for him. So... I've, I think not Alexander Graham Bell. I think it was Einstein. No, it wasn't. I don't know who invented the light bulb. To be honest, like these are plaguing us nowadays. <laughs> but like maybe it took 999 times for his absolute will to be broken for it to then, because success comes in an instant. Mm. But the process of you know getting there is a lot longer than that moment of success. So over that amount of time, some people, they're easily broken. Like I can break you just by saying something right now we, and you can get to your goal in two seconds. Some of us are more hard headed to where we gotta keep hitting our head against that wall till our head breaks open. Right. And we're like, okay, maybe I need to stop hitting this wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Cause I'm gonna make a statement that I think is gonna take us into our next episode. Mm -hmm. I think you have to be submitted to the calling. Mm -hmm. For instance, it takes you, uh, it takes so many times for a man, woman to be broken down. And I think that makes you submitted to your purpose and your calling. Because at that point, now I'm just, I'm all in. I'm like, I'm still, this has to work at this point. But although it has to work, my head isn't so big. I'm not coming, I'm not looking at it from what the outside world thinks. I'm more so looking at it from the purpose of what this item or this standpoint mean for instance when we were talking about how you want to be a voice for people i want to be a voice for women i have to be broken down in certain categories and instincts to where now it's no longer about me but it's more so i'm submitted to what the i'm submitted to the women i'm not submitted to what rebecca looks like from the outside world i'm submitted to what it is that the women need mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just to tie in what both of you guys said, I'm just taking it all in because a word I heard last night is stay in the boat. Oftentimes. I thought it, about it, Kevin Hart dancing, but whatever. But no, like seriously, when you really think about that, I'm not going to break it down, um, the whole word that I heard, but we often are ready to jump the ship mm. because of what's going on around it. Instead of standing still in the process you're ready to jump the ship like you said the microwave society we got to stay along in the process what if he would have gave up before he <laughs> made the light bulb you know what yeah, i'm saying we'll how many people are willing to push through their failure or their fears to see the other side oh that's good Woo! <laughs> therapy with jay that's probably what we need to title this episode what you think cj because i feel like i was on the surgery table or, or on the couch, clearly. <laughs> but 
before we go, because I think this is a nice place to stop. Unless, Jay, do you have any last words that you want to leave with the people? What I would tell people today is that thing that you've listened to this whole podcast about that was in the back of your mind telling you that you need to go do it. Put the phone down. Go do it. Because you will put yourself, you will literally talk yourself out of doing it because you're not going to disagree with your own self. And that's what that voice is in the back of your head. It sounds just like you. So put the phone down, go do the thing you need to do because you asked for it. And now God, Allah, or if you don't believe in any of that, he's giving you an opportunity to prove that you want that. If I ask for courage, he's going to give you opportunities to be courageous. If you ask for wisdom, he'll give you opportunities to be wise. So go do it. Well, I know what I'll be doing this week. Because <laughs> I definitely had something back of my head this whole conversation. Darian, do you have any last words for the people? I think that was a perfect way to end it. What about, since our, we heard our producer today, <laughs> CJ, do you have anything for the audience? Anything for the audience? Um, go. Yeah. Same. Basically, based on the same thing Jay just said. Hey, go do it. Don't don't sit back. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait. The more you procrastinate, the more you wait. The more time you waste on um, not moving forward. Go do it. That's what's up. And of course, if y'all need the motivation, y'all can always reach out to us so that we can push you to do just that. And until next time, always, always, always stay under construction. We love you. What's up, guys? This is Arthur Roy, your boss with Under Construction, the podcast. Thank you so much for your love, your diligence, and your patience. We are finally here. Stay tuned to all your social media platforms because we will let you know once we post, where we post, and when we will go live. Until then, always stay under construction, and I'll see you soon.